Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth show. The show is hosted by the Invest Tribe community, a total European resource for anyone looking to succeed in all sorts of investing. Real estate, stock market, bonds and ETFs, cryptocurrency, foreclosure, peer-to-peer lending, business and startups. Before we get to today's interview, if you are a new listener, be sure to go to investtribe.org and subscribe because we offer content, tools, and an international community of experts, newbies, and everyone in between to help people to learn investing, network, find partners, deals, and financing, and make the best investing decisions possible. Let us start the show. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Wealth Podcast. Today, we're going to talk with Karen Ford. She is a master financial coach, equipping folks in budgeting, debt demolition, retirement readiness, and wealth building. Welcome, Karen. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Thank you. So tell me about the time you started your business. How did it all start? Well, I'm a master financial coach, but I'm also an entrepreneur with real estate. So ah. which way do you want to go with this? Do you want me to talk more about the real well, estate? Yes, oh, both. Yes, okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my financial journey with being a master financial coach happened about five years ago, mm-hmm. and real estate happened about 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So with real estate, I started uh, small with some rental properties and getting my feet wet like that. And of course, I enjoy the income with that. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's a great stream of income getting that every month. And then I thought, why can't we flip? So then we began acquiring homes to flip, to fix up, flip. And then I also discovered uh, our state as a state auditor auction where you can buy properties for pennies on the dollar oh, because, okay. sure, because people didn't pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that as well. And boy, do I love that. <laughs> what, is your, what is your favorite strategy in real estate? My favorite strategy is probably purchasing through the state auditor office. Mm-hmm. That auction happens every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at times, depending on the condition of the property, we may decide, Let's just clean it up and sell it and let somebody else flip it, mm-hmm. although we'll still make a profit. Yeah. Uh, we'll decide that we're going to flip it ourselves and then, and then go from there. But yeah, I think buying uh, cheap and then selling high is <laughs> the way to go. Yes it's, uh, yes, it's your favorite. Yeah, I started actually this way, but then I was mostly like uh, buying, uh, buying hold strategies. I like renting income, so I go on buying renting properties and build my passive income finally. Yes, 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 for a closure property, it's a great way too. You only invest in real estate? In real, uh, well, yes, real estate. And then I also, I, you know, I'm a stock market investor mm-hmm. as well, okay. uh, yeah. but primarily real estate. Yeah, yeah, real estate is absolutely fantastic. Do you buy your property in the United States only or you also go outside of United States? Right now, just in the United States. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because actually I'm a coach too and I uh, also, yes, I started, but you see, because I live in Europe, 
I uh, started in France, but then I went to Spain, and then I went to Germany, and then to, uh, to England, because you see, uh, here the market is always changing, it's all, a lot of advantages over there. So I would like to show the people why it's interesting to buy in different places, and not to be stuck only in one country. Because, oh, I agree. Yes, you see, if uh, something happens in the local market, you can always you can always count on the other property in the other countries where well, nothing happens at the moment, you see. That's my idea. So go on. That's uh, great. <laughs> how did you start coaching finance? I, I started coaching in finance uh, probably about five years ago. I've had people tell me my entire life, you're so good with money. And mm -hmm. sometimes when people have a gift or something comes natural to them, they don't always see it. Mm -hmm. And so that was the case, case with me. And so I had a friend tell me, I, I think you ought to go and get some more training in this, in this financial coaching because you're really good at it. So I did. I received some training and then I, I'm an avid learner. I'm always reading. I'm always learning because the markets change, just like you said, mm -hmm. and we need to develop ourselves in that. So as far as coaching, I love that. I coach one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I coach couples. I speak at financial freedom seminars, uh, and that's fun because I want to see people take back ownership in their finances, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me how many people today have no clue how to manage their money, yes. and that's sad. That's, that's really true. sad. That's absolutely true. But it's empowering. If I can help them then it empowers them to take control of their money. Because if you're not controlling your money, your money is out of control. Absolutely. And a lot of people have no idea that, you know, they get their paycheck and then at the end of the month, they have no idea what happened to all the money that I made. Yes. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're not doing something here. So let's take control of your finances so that you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> yes, absolutely agree with you. There are a lot of people that have no clue how it happens with them. And they don't know how to put money away. They don't know how to economize money. And they do sometimes stupid buy something just because they, yes, they don't have any control. And there is a way to teach them. So I think right. it's absolutely a necessary thing. And it's beautiful. Thank you for this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But what was the most difficult uh, challenge you had man, since you started? Oh, <laughs> the most difficult challenge in the area of financial coaching was mm -hmm. I was coaching a couple and they had credit cards. They had, a, they had an enormous amount of debt. Mm -hmm. And the challenge there was during this first coaching session, we, I had them list, we listed all of their debts and including credit cards. And then I said, is that all? And she said, well, I have some credit cards that he doesn't know about. Oh, and I thought, oh, Lord, okay, I'm here in the middle. And then we listed those. And then he said, and I have some credit cards that she doesn't know about. Oh, and goodness. I thought, oh, boy. So anyway, put, we put all the cards on the table, so to speak, literally, the cards on the table. And all said and done, they had 86 credit cards total. Oh, my goodness. That's what I said. And I said, okay, now listen, I know that when you get ready to leave here, both of you are going to be upset at each other because each of you kept a secret from each other, but let's not fight about it. We know 
It's out on the table now. It's out in the open. And now what we do is we deal with it. So I would have to say that was the most challenging in the coaching. My most challenging occurrence in real estate was about five years ago. Uh, now, I had rental properties up to that point, and I, find out, I found out about the state auditor auction. And, you know, God was with me in this, but I bought a property sight unseen <laughs> because I got excited. And I bought this property for $10, and I thought, wow, what a deal. Then I discovered where it was and I discovered what it was. And it was a trailer. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness is right. It was dilapidated and there was a padlock on it with a sign that said, uh, do not enter. This was a meth house. (laughs) So I thought, (laughs) what am I going to do with you? Yeah. Right. So I thought, well, I learned the hard way, the hard lesson, don't buy property sight unseen, but I thought, okay, I got to get rid of you. So I actually marketed it just like that. Mm -hmm. I said, this trailer needs removed, but you are buying the trailer and the lot. The trailer is uninhabitable. You cannot do anything with it. It was a meth house, but you can buy the trailer and the lot, but you can't live in the trailer. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly how I marketed it. And I ended up selling it for $1,400. (laughs) And then they removed it and they, they had got the lot. But anyway, long story short, don't buy properties unless you know where they are and you have set eyes on them. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely true. I'm so agree with you. It happens to me to similar stories like this. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't do. Yes. That's why for a closure, you never know what is it. So you really need to go in there because sometimes for me, for me, my case, it was a smell. It was a rental property and it was a smell because it was pipe and it was fluted. You know, basement was... Oh, my. If you see what I mean, it was just like nightmare. Right. I invested more in renovation than, right. you know, when I sell it, it was, was just just nothing, you see. It was... Right. Yeah. Well, we bought a house at, uh, at an auction and... At first, we just thought one wall was going to need removed because of some water damage. Mm-hmm. We had to remove three walls, half the house, half the roof. We had Very to reconstruction actually total, almost oh, total construction. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, but it's a uh, real estate, you know, <laughs> you, you learn the hard way. Every real estate, I think, has this kind of story. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. That's so, so true. As long as you make a profit, that's what's important. Yes. Don't go in the hole. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But sometimes we lose money just to learn how it works. So I feel that you're very passionate about your business. Uh, what makes you uh, feel passionate about it? I want to see people take control of their money. Mm-hmm. I, I get tired of seeing people not win with money. They, they go into debt for vacations when they could actually, you know, save up and have cash on hand where they don't have to go into debt for a vacation. You know, they have families and, you know, sometimes how we act it falls down to our children. Mm-hmm. So if we're not winning with money, then what's going to happen with their kids? They're probably not going to win with money. Mm-hmm. So we're an example to our children. I want to see people win with money. I want to see them take control of their money. I'm passionate about that. I'm also passionate about real estate because real estate is a great money maker. Absolutely. And so many people I've talked with and they're, they're afraid. And I'm like, no, you don't have to be afraid of it. 
step out and find out, you know, step out and find out. Many times fear will blockade you from doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let fear win with this. Start small. You don't have to buy a $500,000 house to find out if you're going to flip it. Start small. Start with something that you can afford. It doesn't have to be very expensive. Find out, you know, fix it up a little bit. Have a rental income. Have some passive income. And then you're going to find out as you go along. We're always learning. Look, I've been in real estate, you've been in real estate, but we're still learning because there's always yeah. things that pop up, crop up, and it's a learning experience. And I, and I think I heard John Maxwell, who is a great leadership coach, has mm-hmm. written tons of books. Uh, he says, fail forward. If you mm-hmm. fail, don't fail backwards, fail mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. And because we're, we're always learning. If, if mm-hmm. I have a failure or, or a, there's a hiccup in what I'm doing, Listen, it's a learning experience for me. I learn what not to do. I learn what to do. So I'm passionate about both those things because I want to see people become more than what they are. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> it's absolutely true. And as you said, yes, sometimes people are so afraid of moving forward in, in any way, actually, and helping them to finally become a better version of themselves it's absolutely amazing experience. I, I understand because I also do the same thing. So yes, it's absolutely amazing. And especially when you uh, coach in real estate and you see there from something like person from zero totally. And in three, two, three years, they become, yes, like some something like 300,000 passive income. I've heard cases like this. Right. Yes, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I see how the life changed. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's yeah. I know that I worth. I what what I do. It's worth something. It's absolutely yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So now tell me about a project or an accomplishment that you consider to be the most significant in your life. Oh, accomplishment or something that's most significant in my life. In my coaching or with real estate? What you, what you consider, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would probably have to say the, the big accomplishment is the fact that I did get my certification in coaching. Mm-hmm. That would have to be a big accomplishment and, the, and uh, enjoying uh, coaching people and, and speaking at financial seminars, that kind of a thing. And writing books. I, I never, ever, ever wanted to write a book, ever. <laughs> I don't really consider myself literary, per se, but uh, apparently there's a passion there because my books can go places where I am not. I'm one person. I can have so many people at a financial seminar. I can coach one-on-one with so many people because there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I can teach people one-on-one how to buy houses, flip houses, that kind of thing. But my books can go all over the world. So I would say that's a pretty big accomplishment because anybody in any part of the world can read those books and have the information at their fingertips. So I would say that would be pretty good too. Yes, I, it's absolutely amazing. How many books did you uh, wrote? I have four. I have four books. Yeah. Four. Wow. And I am taking a break now from writing. So, <laughs> are they about real estate and finance, investing? What are they about? Uh, the first three books are about uh, coaching, 
about how to manage your money, mm -hmm. uh, how to invest a little bit on investment. The fourth book has to do with all real estate and it's ah, called okay. You Can Do It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real estate investing made simple. You can do it. And that is all real estate, how you can have passive income, how you can buy properties, whether it's foreclosure, auction, just through a realtor, flipping, all of, everything real estate on that right. one. It's, yeah. absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. I also write that my second book now is also about real estate. It's going out in October. Sorry, I'm awesome. Just, Wonderful. On the United States market, yes. Wonderful. Be. What's the title? Uh, Make Millions Retire Young. <laughs> oh good okay yes, yes it's it's like it's about actually how to create it's mostly about yeah i have i have uh, deployed search strategy i used i put pros and cons of every but uh, mostly because i like i i like buy and hold and create passive income you know rental yes. properties and everything now i'm more in commercial uh, real estate but yes, it's uh, uh, multi-families and etc. And this book is more to this strategy. But you can find everything you want about from financial and also the most important thing. I am speaking about how to invest in a global market. How right. yes, how to go into an international. And I give also the um, 30 countries where I found investors more interesting now. And also I give their pros and cons for each countries. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. How to invest on international level. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, for, for, for our book writing, it was a very difficult time for me because I'm not literally a person neither, but I, um, I, when I did my, had my studies, I had to write a lot of things. So I know how to write, but I don't like it. So it took me one year to write a book, actually. I understand that. Yes, <laughs> no, I understand. But you tell me, first, fourth book will be, was very easy to write, no? It was easy to write. Yes. Oh, yes, it was the easiest. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. the more you write, the most easiest it becomes, yeah. So yes. of course it will be different, I think, too. <laughs> okay, tell me, what was the best experience you had since you became an entrepreneur? Mm, the best experience is making money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Selling the properties. You know, there's, there's an enjoyment, there's a joy when you sell a property to someone that's maybe a, a young family, mm -hmm. you, you have done everything to the house. You've replumbed it. You've rewired it. You've put a new roof on it, new windows, and they're actually getting a brand new home in essence because you've repl replaced a lot of the things in the home that, that needed replaced or they're fairly new. And that makes me feel good is knowing that a young family, we recently sold a, a house where we replumbed, rewired, refloored, put two new bathrooms in, put new kitchen in, freshly painted it. There was already a new furnace and new central air conditioning in it. Mm -hmm. It was great, you know, because those are big ticket items. And so they're not going to have to do anything to that home. It was a young husband and wife with two small children. I felt so good that they bought that. They got a great home. They're not going to have to do anything to it unless they choose to change something about it. You know, but all the big things were done. You know, if they change something cosmetically, you know, that's their dime. But, you know, I felt good about them buying that home because it was affordable to them and it, it was a great product. 
So it's absolutely amazing. Yes, I, I love that. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. happy. We're happy. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yes. So um, one thing it's interesting. If you go back in time to when you just become an entrepreneur, what would you do differently? I would have done it a lot sooner. That's what I would have done. I am 56. I would have done this in my 20s. Yes. But we can't turn the clock back. I would have done it so much sooner. So if there's somebody listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I got to wait. No, don't wait. Start now. You have to learn. You have to, you know, don't go in blind and just wing it. Do your due diligence and learn and read and talk with you. <laughs> Listen to our podcast and, and get all the knowledge that you can, but step out and find out. Begin now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You know, yes, because, because the longer you wait, it'll, it'll cost you money. Yes, because if you start in 20s, you can retire much younger. You can start at 40s and at 50s and 60s. I, oh, have, sure. a, I have a, co a coaching client. She was 70. Yes. And she did three properties, actually. She has, it's for her, it's for her, it's okay for her, you know. Great. She, she, she created three uh, properties uh, in three years, and it's okay for her. But, you know, if you start at 20, you can, you can create six, seven figures passive income if you start. Yes, that's and right. And be still young. That's right. It's absolutely game changer because yes. of compound interest. You use That's compound right. interest, and it's only your favor, actually. Yes, it's great. <laughs> so that's a uh, tricky question. If your business collapsed today, what would you do next? Well, it's not going to collapse, but if it yes. did, <laughs> I, would I would start over again. I would just yeah. do it again. Mm -hmm. I would start over again and probably start small. Mm -hmm. uh, let alone uh, the coaching business, it's a different part. But for real estate, you remember in 2008? Oh, yes. Was, yes. Yeah, that was a bad year. It was about several years. Huh? Yes. And if something like this happened, what would you do? Um, if something like this happened, I would probably sell. I would sell the rental properties mm -hmm. and have more cash on hand. And I would, I would probably wait it out and start again. Mm -hmm. Start again with the real estate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If, uh, yeah, I'm in my case, you see, if something happens in one market, I will not sell. I wait. Uh huh. Because I can rely on other properties in different right. markets. I will just wait. I will, uh, I will just wait because if you sell it drastically, you will lose money. And if you hold it, even if uh, it can take five years. For example, in Spain, which was detriment of U.S. catastrophe, in Spain, uh, the properties just shut down. It was a, a misery here, actually. Oh. And it took them something like seven years for prices to go up, you know, yes. real estate. But now it's like before, like before crisis right now, you know, in, in Barcelona, prices like Barcelona, almost like in Paris, in Paris is very expensive. So I, um, they, are, they are more expensive now than a certain city in the United States. You see? Wow. Like a medium, yeah. And before it, you, it, you can buy something for 10, 10 grand an apartment. Right. You see? Wow. So this will, will be my idea. And for coaching business, if it collapsed, what would you do? Oh, if it, uh, well, it's not going to, but if it did, I would just start again. 
yeah. would just start again because I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, can you please share a person that had an impact on you as an entrepreneur or somebody who mentored you? How did they influence you? I would say as far as real estate, I would have to say Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Uh, he has written so many books and so knowledgeable. I've learned a ton of information from him so much. He's just a wealth of knowledge. Um, I would have to say him for real estate. And as far as coaching, I would have to say Dave Ramsey. There's actually several. Mm -hmm. I would say Dave Ramsey. I would say uh, John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have to say Keith Johnson. Uh, there's several people uh, that have high-level people skills uh, in their coaching. And so I learned so much from them. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, absolutely yeah. incredible persons you mentioned. Yeah, actually, yes, it's exactly it was Kiyosaki for book for me, of course, Rich Dad for that, that I started to think about on this because before I was in business. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought a business and I also run my practice. And uh, yes, and I decided what to do with all the money I have, how it can be. Right. Yes. <laughs> then I have some financial problems, and actually I started my a real estate business when I was deep down in a big problem I was yeah. just I was just uh, in the moment of hardest moment of my life actually and it works so well so actually yes don't need to be scared about real estate it actually uh, can save you that's right <laughs> it, it, it was my it was my case yeah yeah so uh, People sometimes think that business is difficult and always ends in failure. Um, how, what do you think, why it happens and how we can help them? Some people don't go into business because they think it's what now? I didn't hear you. Uh, because it ends in failure. Oh, it ends in failure. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to end in failure. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't have to. And obviously people that want to go into business, they're not looking to fail. They want to succeed. Mm -hmm. But some people that hesitate, you know, I think they have a fear of failure. So, you know, if you're wanting to go into business, start small. You don't have to think that you have to have all these employees right at the beginning. You be the CEO, the CFO, the, the employee <laughs> until you're able to, Hire some folks to help you out in your business, but start off small. Don't be afraid that the business is going to fail right off the bat. I mean, if you're wanting to start a business, obviously you have a desire to make some money, mm -hmm. to have a passive income. So start off now, and then as you build, then you hire people. You know, yeah. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> yeah. so agree with you. So, what skills or habits do you think helped you to become successful? The skill, I am a type A personality. I'm very strong-willed. Uh, I could, you know, I try not to, but I could be a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to run over people, but I think I, the passion within me and, and the, the type A personality, I'm a driver. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, if I'm going to, if I want something to happen, I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to wait until this is right over here or this is right over here. Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. So I would have to say that would be one skill that that uh, you know I'm a Type A. I'm a strong 
I have a strong personality. So I'm not going to wait on somebody before mm-hmm. I do something. I'm going to do it. <laughs> sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not so good. But I would have to say being that strong-willed personality probably has worked out well for me. Yes, it helps. It helps a lot, I'm sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another question. And what are you not very good at? What am I what? Not very good at. What am I not very? I'm not very good at being patient. <laughs> yes, because I'm bad passion. It's not compatible. No, I'm not a very patient person. So that's probably another reason why I try to make things happen. Uh, but sometimes I've had to learn to be patient because not always do things happen as quickly as what I would like. For instance, in flipping a home. You know, I want things done by a particular date, mm-hmm. but my construction workers, my people that are working, things happen. Maybe they discover something in the home that we didn't know about. Yeah. So that causes the date to be delayed a little bit. And I don't, I don't really have control over that. They can only work so many hours in a day. So having to be patient in the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it helps. It helps absolutely. Questions help help. So now it's time for fun questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if could, yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm. If I could have one superpower, what would it be? Is to have things done as quickly as what I would like to have them done. If I could say, okay, that's going to be done by that date, and that is what would happen. I would love that superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and it's going to be sold by this day. Yeah, yes, especially sold. <laughs> yeah, that's or it. Or, or ended out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, probably the three that I named. I would have dinner with Robert Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. and I would ask tons and tons of questions. Of course. I would have dinner with John Maxwell and do the same and, and just have him talk the entire time. Uh, and probably Dr. Keith Johnson as well. Those three people, I would just, I would just have dinner with them and they, I would eat and they would talk. (laughs) 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 Yes. I I see that's that's our mentors and the the people who would like to see. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing choice. I think so. (laughs) Um, If you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 years old self, what would you tell her? Don't wait, don't delay, do it now. That's what I would say. I wish I would have done uh, real estate, like I said, when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I would be doing it this entire time but you know we can't turn back the clock so if you're 18 start now <laughs> and <laughs> even if you're in your 50s or 60s it's not too late yeah absolutely how my 18 year old self is start now don't wait yes yeah. it's a that's a thing that a lot of people that think that after 40 it's something like over game over they lost everything it's not absolutely true yes and you don't need to be very skilled in mathematics I am absolutely zero mathematics. I don't know. I just use my calculator for doing formulas. It's not very difficult to learn, you know. I don't know. Are you good with mathematics? I'm pretty good with mathematics. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, you're okay. But, you know, me, and I know a lot of investors that, not like me, they don't know anything about numbers. 
and you actually you don't need to learn a lot of stuff it's like algebra you know in school right <laughs> yes okay what is your best tip for making the world a better place my best tip for making the world a better place would be to uh advise people to get out of debt to take control of their money um, and to invest those are the three things that i would say because if you're not budgeting if you're not investing if you don't know what's happening to your money then you're you're out of control financially it's time to put yourself back in the driver's seat get out of debt begin investing budget you can have a great life and don't always have to wing it month to month, so to speak. Take control of your money. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yes, and also you can create legacy to pass to your children. And especially you can teach your children how it works. So they can start it from the very beginning. That's what that's I'm doing right, right now. They, I learn, I teach them how to use it. How yes. To real estate. That's right. And I'm yes. sure that they will have a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I think it's even better than they go you know, spend, I don't know how many hundreds, thousands on some fancy education. And finally, in 10 years, it'll stuck this out, work on 40,000 salary. It happens. Right. It happens right. now. So if they know right. how to use uh, real estate, they will not have this destiny. That's right. Yes. So if you receive $10,000, like today, like out of blue, how would you use the money? I would, I, I would actually go to an auction is what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and I would buy some real estate. That's what I would do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you invest, if you spend it, it's gone. Mm -hmm. If you invest it into a piece of property, then that property has the potential to make you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't take a vacation with it. I would invest it. I would yes. buy property. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I forgot to invest. Do you invest in special state or it's a whole war in United States? Right now, we're just investing in the state in which we live. Mm -hmm. But we are not opposed to investing in other states or going international. We're not opposed to that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually would be very interested in that. I would just have to un have a greater understanding mm -hmm. of the real estate market in other countries. It's the same like your home country. It's just yeah. what you need to know, you see. You need to know uh, what the advantages first, because yes. you can have system that is even sometimes better than the United States. You know, that's United States... Which is a greater thing? It's like it's you have more access to different type of loans. In Europe, it's more restrictive, but uh, you can have like uh, you see um, uh, in Europe. It depends on every country. You have some different rules, but all the same, it's also absolutely the same everywhere. You see? Yes. You just need to know small tricks, and you can uh, learn them from I don't know from from coach, from a consultant or a business accountant or, you know, within the country. How you need to do, what you need to do, you just need to pick up a destination. How to pick up a destination. Maybe you like the country. You know, some people like to invest in France because they love Paris, okay? Uh, maybe you need to want uh, great um, equity 
uh, and you actually you purchase the money then i would say philippines now it's a it's the hottest market so you see it depends of your interest but the game is everywhere the same yes mm -hmm. yes you see what's okay. I mean? so you don't need to study some different stuff you just need to know the laws are pretty pretty similar and their advantages or restrictions and absolutely it's not so complicated in the in the end of the game you know how it works yeah so for you, it will not be a very complicated game. <laughs> it will be next level game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up on the horizon? What is your next, next project? Well, the next project is we have one house that we've acquired the deed on. So we're working on it to sell it. And we believe it's going to sell quickly. Mm -hmm. The next auction is in October. So we've already looked at the list of houses and we're driving and setting our eyes on them. Yeah. And deciding <laughs> which ones we're going to bid on and buy. Uh, so that'll be the next game plan right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And for coaching? The coaching, I have a financial freedom seminar coming up in September. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I'm always doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. But yeah, the financial coaching seminar will be uh, in September. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Absolutely fantastic. So share the best advice you can give to the listeners. The best advice to give the listeners is if you're wanting to invest in real estate, learn everything that you can learn, listen to podcasts, uh, and, and begin. Start small if you have to, and then go from there. As far as coaching, I would say the best advice would be begin budgeting because a budget tells your money what you want it to do instead of wondering where it went. So if you're thinking at the end of the month, what happened to the money that I made this month? Chances are you're not budgeting. Mm -hmm. A budget is what empowers you with your money, taking control of your money simple six letter word it's not a four letter word it's not a bad word a budget can be your best friend <laughs> thank you very much for this advice it's absolutely amazing thank you and i hope the listeners are listening to this and apply it especially to the life yes. and the game changer yes what is the best way to reach you oh the best way to reach me is on my website which is karenford.org yeah Okay, thank you. And social media, maybe? Oh, yes. I am on Facebook, KBF Money Managing. I'm on Instagram, KBF Money Managing. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. And, of course, my books are on Amazon. Mm, absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much, Karen, for your time. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at investtribe.org. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth show.